ladies and gentlemen from Colonial Heights, Virginia, and all seasons tabletop studio, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode, the continued unjust war on Dr. Paul Merrick's character. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. I'm doing pretty good, I, I think. I mean, I've hit record several times recently for our podcast. Yeah. Miracles never cease. This yeah. is true. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Undiluted Truth. My name is Ben, and let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing this afternoon, sir? Fantastic. Wonderful. Yeah, but, it's, but it's getting better. It, it always, yeah, well, it, uh, yes, I hope it's not it continues always, to get better. But it, yes, yes. But it is today. It is getting better today. Wonderful. Yeah, and it is good, good to, to be here back in the not-so-round-table uh, top studio. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, as always... I love this platform that uh, God has given us to mm-hmm. be able to use for you know for truth. Period, and as I have said before, it is a big mental release for me just to be able to talk about some of this. Right, yeah, and it's exciting to uncover some of the information that we have and some of the people and highlighting over the last few episodes, Dr. Paul Merrick from the state of Virginia here. So he is a local person for us. Right. And what a man he is, a real man that takes his Hippocratic Oath serious and has done some wonderful things and has gone through, I'm just going to say it, basically pure hell uh, Mm -hmm. with his peers and, and other people involved. And here he is standing up and doing interviews for all to hear and you can tell from just from what he shares that he cares about his patients. He cares about human beings. And that's right. hard to find these days because we've even said it here most recently that it appears that the the care or concern for human life has just evaporated. Yeah, in uh, most cases. Yes. I mean, it's like, I don't know if you mentioned it in the podcast or if it was our talk before the podcast, but like when you when you said... Basically, we're we're customers. I think was the word you said. That's yes. Yeah, and I mean, when you start looking at it like that, it's like, yeah. I mean, when you come into the hospital, it's not you're a patient anymore because patients. We we need to care for patients, right? Absolutely. No, no, you're a customer of ours. Why? Because you're paying us money, and we we're we're giving you some products. That's here, right. You know. That's right. Yeah, and we're going to upsell you products. There you go. We're going to upsell you, and yeah. we're going to try to find something that you need to continue to subscription to use. You know, yeah. as far as you know, your care. Mm-hmm. So it's not about fixing you and sending you on about your merry way. It's let's see if we can't give you something that we need to you know have installment plans for you know yeah. for, for many many years. Well, residual income, and every business knows that you got. It's residual income that's what you got to get. Yeah, to. and that's yeah. what and that's what they are referring to it when you, when you mention business. But who in the who in God's green earth would ever think that hospitals and places that care for you are supposed to care for you? 
are right. in the business, I guess, in the business business. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. I mean, you yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't think so, but I mean, that's what it's turning out. It like. really that's is exactly it, what they are doing. And I have found when you when you're looking at it that way, it really does start putting on a perspective that makes sense. Sadly, sad. Thank yes. you because I was going to very say, sadly. It is sad, but true. You know, we we say, you know, how amazing or or you know that's stunning or whatever but it's it's sad or we say it's unbelievable but it matches right up with the business but model it's, it's sad if but, you look at it like that but true yep. and it shows uh just the level that people will go to and the links that people will go to for the almighty dollar mm-hmm. uh, and position and, and power and such so yeah all right well don't want to take up um any more of dr um, Merrick's time with Dell Bigtree. So right. officially, let's uh, welcome all of you truth seekers and rock tumblers out there. It's great to be here on this platform again on uh, The Undiluted Truth with another episode. And we do have a surprise guest, but he he might just be here uh, observing. And, uh, and I'm hoping that, and we can mention his name. He's not going to mention any uh, any address or uh, right. name, rank, yeah. serial number. But Mike, we can call him Mike, and there's another Mike. So yeah. we've got a lot of Mikes we, in here we right do. now. <laughs> Let's see. We're yeah. counting one, two, three, yeah, four, yeah. five. Sure. I'm surrounded by Mikes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but it's good to have uh, you know Mike in here, and hopefully uh, right. he will he will get a little stirred and maybe want to make some comments. Yeah. And if you want to do that, you just sort of in in, in the studio, you just throw your finger up like, hey, you know, call on yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, that works. Teacher. Teacher. Yeah, that works pretty so, well. Yeah. So, but we're gonna pick it. We're gonna pick it up here, uh, and just after Paul, Dr. Paul Merrick has described his successful cocktail. For mm-hmm. sepsis, and there was a lot of things that we learned in the last episode. Yeah, but one of one of the more critical things. Well, two two things I'll mention before we, we let him uh, get going here. One was the fact that sepsis has been the number one killer in the world mm-hmm. over the last ten years. I think it was, or yeah, or, or like that. five to ten years. Yeah, and and that really would stem a little bit of research. But the bottom line is. The number one killer over anything, cancer, anything. Right. So yeah. this 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 infection is extremely serious. And if you've known anyone that has contracted sepsis, that is typically not good news. Right. It, it, it's typically a miracle. And of course, he he described it. The, you know, the the treatment needs to come in early and so forth. But also the fact that his cocktail, if you will. Mm-hmm. is working and the core foundation of this three product mixture was vitamin C go figure yeah 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 so and and this and, and all of these things are given intravenous so right uh, but yeah th- so that's where we are and we heard some clips about how all of those in the Norfolk Centera hospital were reacting to this and it was amazing. It was it yeah. was good responses, good responses, good responses. So we're going to pick it up right there, uh, and I think Dell is getting ready to ask him. Did you know, something transitioned after a period of time? So okay. that's that's sort of laying out uh, the context of where we are. So are we all set? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. You have a hospital. 
they're excited. Hey, Paul, let's make a video about this. Let's get it out there, right? Really exciting stuff. You think the world's going to, you know, jump in. And, and I know we're going to, you know, we've, we've talked about Pierre Corey. He has a similar discussion about going to the Senate with ivermectin and just thinking the world's going to open up their arms. Oh, my God, we've got a cure for one of the leading causes of death in the world. The world doesn't open its arms to you. Mm. So, you know, as with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and vitamin D and fluvoxamine, the world does not like cheap repurposed drugs. This goes against the agenda. Uh, mm. You know, it's dominated by big pharma that requires expensive drugs that are used mainly in the U.S. So there was enormous pushback, enormous pushback. So probably the first... Um, was the vitamin study. So, you know, it, it, seems, it seems unthinkable that people would design a clinical study which is designed to fail. It, it seems obtuse, it seems immoral, mm. it seems wow. illegal. But we've seen that with COVID. There's no question in, with COVID, there were studies that were designed yeah. specifically to fail. And so the same thing has happened with vitamin C. Well, clearly in the solidarity trial, they used lethal doses of uh, hydroxychloroquine in that study, whereas everyone that having success using 400 milligrams a day, 600 milligrams a day, they used 2,400 milligrams a day. And in that situation, didn't call, you know, Vladimir Zelenko, didn't call you, didn't call Didier Rayut, who really, I think, sort of brought this hydroxychloroquine discussion uh, to the forefront. They just go with their own numbers and clearly set out to destroy the success of this product for whatever unknown agenda. And similarly, you're having these amazing results. And they decide to have a study. They call you on, on how to do it. So, no. So the first one was the vitamins study, which was done in Australia. I was hopeful that it would be, I mean, I was convinced it would be positive because Australians are generally good doctors. And so what actually happened is they did the study and it was being presented in Belfast in 2020. And what they, the organizers did is they invited me to give the editorial response to them presenting the paper. Mm. It was going to be published in JAMA. But what they did is they would not give me access to the paper. They would not give me the paper to analyze. So I had to give, do an editorial response to a study, but they would not give me the study. Now, we'll, mm. pause, we'll pause there just for a sec. So first off, he brought up some serious things here. He asked a question, why would people rig, basically, or set up studies or trials to purposely fail? Mm -hmm. Right. I, I think you just read between the lines. So the question might be, why would people want to purposefully kill another human being? Well, for what reason would they want to do that? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's what's happening. You, you really want me to play my thing? I, I've got my opinion again right here. Uh oh, oh. Oh, I think I know where you're going. That that's my opinion. You know that I seems yeah that seems to be the padded answer, doesn't it? I mean, unless you absolutely just don't care about human life anyway. So. I mean, it's just greed. So, you know, does that sort of mean that everybody has a price? You could buy anybody for the right price. And it also... Anybody that doesn't have any 
morals. Morals, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so now we're getting into it. So these immoral individuals that mm-hmm. are supposed to be, you know, we are sending our loved ones in to see these immoral doctors posing as caring people. Mm-hmm. So we turn them over to them into you know in the hospital just to watch them use different drugs knowing that most likely it's not going to be successful and and the end result is not going to be good right. they they know this and right. it, you know and and I know that Dr. Merrick knows this as well so so he's asking that question yeah but to me it's showing these people are going to any links and they're putting it right up front. So then he has sort of been on the side of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Mm-hmm. So they invite him to appear to comment on this wonderful treatment, this drug. He he wants to see the paper. He wants to see their study. Right, right. They, they don't want to yeah. show it to him. So what do you think is going to happen? My opinion, they've set him up. They're going to blindside him. And the, the 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 end of the bottom line of this study is going to show where it's killing people and it's not working. Right. Yeah. But the study wasn't done right. Yeah. The trials weren't done correctly. They were using eight, ten times more of the product, which is detrimental to people. So yeah, I, I right. just you know, I, I had to mention that because. It's amazing every time you turn around at the links these people go to mm-hmm. for money. Money, yes. Power. So, well, let's continue on here. So he was just getting ready. To, he made the statement is, I, I want to see the, the document. So mm-hmm. here we go. Um, this is Gemma and the organizers. I mean, this is called a scientific ambush. I mean, I didn't realize what was coming. <laughs> scientific was ambush. You, so you're like invited. That. Hey, Paul, we've got this great study we've done out of Australia, the vitamin study, looking at the vitamin C protocol. We'd love for you to be there so you can make some comments about it. And you're thinking, great, this is finally getting traction, right? The the world's going to see what I know to be true. Yeah, so, I mean, I was convinced it would be positive. Firstly, why would they invite me? And if they did the study properly, which I thought they would have done, you know, it was going to be positive. So... You know, it's at this time that I, you know, Pierre and I got together. You know, I had never met Pierre before. Pierre Corey, we're Pierre talking Corey, about. Yep. You know, so this is how our history in dealing with this corruption goes back. So Pierre had been using vitamin C. He had communicated with me, and he had great success with vitamin C. So he was excited that vitamins was being presented. Yeah. So he actually came with me to Belfast. It was the first time I actually met Pierre. Wow. He was in Belfast. And then the bottom fell out of the tank. Okay, so hold on one second, because we have a video of, of this event I want to play. At what point do you know, by the time you get there, and you're going to be up on the stage, prior to being up on the stage there, did it become clear to you that this was a, this was a hit piece, that this, this study? So they'd handed to you, what, 24 hours so ahead of time? the day before, which is like 16 hours before I was actually made to present, they gave me a copy of the paper to present it in JAMA. Mm. I mean, in terms about being unprofessional, being it, it basically was a scientific and academic ambush. Wow. I mean, you just don't treat people that way. And obviously the paper was negative. 
And it was clear why it was negative, and it was clear why they wanted to hide it from me. But they didn't give me um, you know, enough time to prepare a response. So obviously I was angry, and Pierre was angry. All right. And I think that's what consolidated our great friendship. Okay, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> Folks, Very what good. you're about to watch, I want to just put this into some context. You have, again, we've, we have told this story before here, and if this is your first time watching The High Wire, go back and watch our other interviews with Pierre Corey and Robert Malone and, and multiple other Geert van den Bosch. You're going to see a recurring theme here, but I want you to step into your humanity here because this is an amazing story. You have Dr. Paul Merrick has found this brilliant cure for sepsis, so effective no nurse will even allow him to do a randomized control trial inside of their hospital because they're not going to be witness to unethical murder. That is the success level. You just saw Amen. one of the, the you know, lab uh, technicians saying, I'd never seen anything like this. We were seeing it right before our eyes. This isn't a, a miracle. It's happening. It's real. It's science. Okay, this, you know, he's trying to, Paul's trying to get the word out to the world. We can save millions and millions of people. He gets a call. Mm. Come on down, Paul. We, we got another study, a big study, the randomized control study that your nurses were afraid to do because of their ethical issue. And you get there 24 hours ahead of time. You finally see that you have been set up. All the programs have your name on it. You're mm. going to be on the stage. And you now know that I am going to be filleted my you know, greatest discovery. And forget about the personal side of this. Imagine how many lives are about to be lost. You remember the Andrew Hill uh, you know, meeting mm -hmm. that we saw with Tess Lorry. This is one of those moments. Uh, you can see the body language when we just show you. This is just a few of the excerpts from this meeting. Watch Dr. Merrick, imagine yourself in this position as you're sitting on the stage knowing what's about to happen. Take a look at this. Mm. Welcome to the uh, next session of uh, Critical Care Reviews, where we're going to uh, again live stream across the world uh, the results of the vitamins trial. Um, we're honoured um, to have the results, and we're also honoured to have Paul Marek here. And with that, I will um, hand over to uh, Tomoko Fuji, who's going to give us the results for the first time of the vitamins trial. Hydrocortisone was administered within nine hours and vitamin C was administered within 12 hours after meeting the eligibility criteria of septic shock. So primary outcome. In the control group, time alive and free of vasopressor after day seven was 124.6 hours. In the intervention group, it was 122.1 hours. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. First mm -hmm. of all, did you hear what that, the number of hours yeah. of, of them using this as it was a, after, after the infection? After nine hours. Well, Within uh, nine hours. Yeah, that's when you say. should be using it. Yeah. The, the, you got an intervention at 122 hours, 76.3 to 144 145 hours, and then 124 hours, 124.6 in the control group, average, that was the average because they went between 82.1 hours and 147 hours. I mean, they're way past I, the length of time. Anyway, you're supposed to do this, and I think... I, think I thought they said that they were... that the that they applied all of this, no matter which group, within nine hours. That's what I thought. That's no. not what you okay. 
No, I don't. Uh, no. Uh, so, and just to let you know, the you, as you're listening, the, uh, the the cocktail is vitamin C, thiamine, and uh, uh, yeah, cortisone, cor- uh, uh, something uh, cortisone. hydrocortisone, hydrocortisone, yeah, yeah, which is a steroid. So, uh, but let's let's continue on and hear the hear the responses here. But I mean, it, it's already kind of leaning out of out of out of control a little bit here. The median of all pair differences was minus zero point six hours, and there was no statistically significant difference. When we adjusted for sight and baseline balance, which was navigated by p-value less than zero point two. Again, there was no difference in the two groups. If, if we were to await further trials to perhaps support Dr. Marek's theory about this combination therapy, what do we do in the meantime? Do we use the TRIO as a just-in-case measure, as a measure of last resort, um, given that we haven't shown it has any survival benefit? Maybe, as we usually do, um, we, will, we will wait for the results uh, for many ongoing trials examining the effect of combination therapy and also there are many trials are ongoing to examine the effect of more high-dose vitamin C uh, therapy. So I think we should wait until seeing the, those And Paul, results. you can sit there as well. The, the, My question the... is to you. If your daughter was in the ICU dying of septic shock, would you deny her a therapy that we know, we know absolutely for a fact is safe? and that may potentially save her life. That's the question you need to ask. There are no downsides. There are absolutely no downsides. The only downside is you may save the patient's life. Wow. To deny it, I think, is in, in, unacceptable. And then that's just the way it is. The problem with the ongoing trials, and I have severe reservations about these trials. I was never consulted on any of them because I was told I would telepathically, let me say that, (laughs) telepathically alter the outcome of the study. So I was never consulted on any of these studies. And I am fearful that the problems with this study are going to be replicated. Okay, real quick, did did you hear what what he accused them of? Basically, when he he wanted to be a part of it, they wouldn't. They said, "No, we think you're going to manipulate it." And he said, "He said telepathically, how in the world am I going to manipulate this? I'm thousands of miles away from you guys. Right. Do the study, but well, let me see how it's being done." You know. Well, well, the other thing is, I mean, and I, I somewhat get it, but they called his cocktail a theory. Well, if he's cured tens to hundreds of patients it, yes. already, at that point, is it really theory? I mean, Not, he's done his own trial. Now, yeah, he it did. may be an unproven trial to other people, yeah. but he has proven this time and time yeah. again. It is, it's not a theory anymore. A theory is, will this work? He proved it did. Absolutely. You and, know what I mean? And I think what's, what says it all is the nurses there did not want to have a control group. Right. Because when you have a control group, they don't get the cocktail. They don't get the treatment. Right, they get a placebo. Yeah, yeah, and you've got to compare the two. And they said, "There's no way we're not going to sit. It's unethical to sit here and watch people die when we can save them." Right. That really is the answer. That's what we need to be paying attention to. So yeah. he's sitting here fired up, and I hope they play because somewhere in this crowd is Pierre Corey. 
So oh, okay, uh, he's Doc, not up on the platform. No, there? no, oh, okay, he's a, okay. he's he's back with the the rest of the crowd there. Gotcha. But he went. That's that, cool. But, yeah, That's cool. there's a yeah. lot of professionals there, and Dr. Merrick, he was up just to try to draw you a picture. He was up with his with his head in his hands. Uh huh. Listening then, to this, yeah. Then, mm, then I think yeah. he said, "Like, I've heard enough," and that's when he spoke up here. So, oh yeah. But let's let's continue well, on because they have him there just to quote say, and we have the great you know doctor here listening to this, and it proves him false. Basically, it, is kind of what they're trying it, to do, right? Exactly. Yeah. But they might have they might have figured with his personality, maybe he was just going to sit there and take it, but not so fast. Yeah. No, he, he's not doing that. So let's let's pick this up here. Good stuff. You're going to do a randomized study. You better be sure it's well designed and it replicates world, real life, world experience. So when it's your daughter dying in the ICU, think about it. So I'm going to take uh, a couple of the suggested uh, people who have used it. Dr. Merrick referred to uh, my work, which is about to be published now. That's Pierre Corey. Just to be, that he's speaking now. Okay. Um, and just on this timing issue, so uh, I think it's important because you clarified time from eligibility, which means that you met all the criteria, which even required a few hours of pressers, if I recall. I think I heard that. Um, you know, what we found in our data, because Paul referred to it, is that we saw no benefit after about 12 hours from presentation. So all of the benefit was early administration, and we measured it from ED triage time. So as soon as that patient came with some complaint that led to septic shock, that's where our clock started. And when I designed my trial, it, it never even occurred to me to include someone who would be as much as 24 hours. So those are medians that you're presenting. So. Again, I, I don't want to hop on the bandwagon here, but the timing is, is just, um, I'm a little confused. And so Dr. Marek presented that table showing all these other trials. And I want to commend this meeting. This is a great meeting, listening to trialists and hearing the conduct of clinical trials and the challenges and some of the nuances. And some of the achievements, I mean, those trials that were presented yesterday, when you see how quickly they got to the intervention, it's remarkable. In Africa, African children, hundreds of patients, they're all treated within six hours. Can maybe the trialists speak as to why this trial diverged from all the other trials? This is critical care, right? So critical illness, multi-organ dysfunction, that's the pathway to death. The delays seem a little bit odd in the design. And so I just want to say, because our data that's going to be presented really shows that the time thing is, is just a major variable. I mean, after 12 hours from presentation, we just we don't see it altering outcomes. Very good. I wow, like he said. Okay. He, yeah, he's... Yeah. He said, my question to you, and he's pointing to this, this woman, he says, why did you divert yeah. from, from what we are doing? Right. Everything that Dr. Merrick had showed already was from the time they got into critical care, triage, emergency, right. within nine hours. That's right. where the study should be done. And he's like, what's this 24-hour stuff? What is it? He said, what? And now his, his question was a good one. Why did you divert? Right. Answer yeah. that one. Yeah. I mean, to me, that question sort of answers itself. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody's going to say it, but we diverted so we could damage the outcome. Right. That's that's what they did. So, yeah. all right, we're going to wrap this up here on this particular segment uh, on at this meeting here in Melbourne and. Uh, 
try to wrap this up. Unfortunately, we're getting to a close, but I want to make sure yeah. this is nice and tight right. with Dr. Merrick here. So who thinks we need more trials of vitamin C to answer the question if it changes outcome? Okay, that's good. Next question. Who would treat their nearest and dearest if they were dying uh, of sepsis with the, the, the uh, um, Marek intervention? Okay, so I'm going to give you an assessment of the hands. So mm-hmm. the first, do we need more, and he says vitamin C, but vitamin C, mm-hmm. uh, do we need more trials? It was about 85% of the hands went up. Would you treat with Dr. Merrick's cocktail, basically, and you've got about 40% of the people? I think, personally, I think that's still good considering the you know the state of the world that we're in now, but... Well, yeah, that that, but, yeah. that tells you it all. So, all right. So th- now it's almost like the the majority is not with him. Now, my question is, I, I I can't tell because, but you could have had some people might think you need more trials, but still also would treat. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure. But it was about about eighty five to forty is what I'm seeing here. Boy, is that interesting. And I have to say, I'm losing more and more faith every day in doctors. And when you see that result, I don't know, a quarter to one-third of the audience would rather let their loved one die because we don't have any other treatment than to take the risk Paul Merrick is talking about, the only risk being you might have some success because vitamin C is inert. So, folks, for all of you married or living with a doctor and that's how they're going to vote, I'm sorry. Watch out for yourself. Uh, Obviously, we've got to figure out how we're training these doctors. Uh, But an amazing moment. And instead of sort of, you know, dragging Paul through it. I actually wanted to invite Pierre Corey into this conversation. Uh, we reached out last minute. I understand he has a few minutes. He's going to join us now uh, via um, satellite. Here we go. And, uh, you know, Pierre, I, I've obviously had moments to see you speak and be around you. That's about the most measured I've ever seen you. I mean, that was incredible. That's a- okay, I'm going to pause it right there because he gets into another, you know, th- this is still good. Uh, but we're sort of getting close on time. It would be interesting to, and we'll try to get this maybe on the next episode and wrap this whole thing up with Dr. Merrick. As you can see, that was the initial sort of canceling of his character, the damaging of his character, because they set him up big time Mm. just to try to destroy his work. And I don't know if it was necessarily his character there, Right. But that's coming through the back door at some point, but they're just trying to destroy his work. Right. And yeah. to do that, they had to manipulate mm-hmm. the trial. They had to manipulate the treatment. I mean, I just don't understand some of these people. And Dell said it best. You start losing faith in doctors, in medical facilities, and when mm-hmm. Dr. Merrick said it, I think, way back on the first episode, he says that hospitals are really becoming dangerous places to be. Yep. That's just insidious to me. I, I, I find it hard to believe that this is the country. I mean, if we were in some third world country, I would take that statement as, wow, that's probably true. Yeah. You know, but not here. 
this this little encounter might be sort of fun, but I, I'm sure. But what a what a way for two guys. He he's getting ambushed. Pierre Corey is standing up basically for him and not really knowing who he is, and then they become friends after that. So yeah, that's a, a great relationship with two great doctors uh, started right there, and they continue to be friends today. So oh, good nice. stuff, I tell you. Well, all right. Once yeah. again, I'm about ready to run out of duct tape. I mean, mm-hmm. I just have to keep wrapping this stuff around my brain to to hold it together. And um, but you know, my hat goes off to to these guys and and gals. It's, it's a lot of women out there as well. A lot of good people that are trying and and risking their reputations to do the right thing. And this that's good stuff. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Ben, onward and upward. That's right. To the next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but praise uh, God for you know these people. Let's go ahead and praise God and prayer as we close out. All right. Dear Father in heaven, once again, we do thank you for this platform that you've given us to reach out, to connect with those that may not know some of these truths. We are so thankful and feel so blessed to be able to do this. And, and Lord, we ask for your continued guidance and discernment on how we can weigh and sift through information to find truth. And more importantly, may this truth find its way to you. There are many people that appear, whether it's through the last three and a half years, the illnesses, the sicknesses, from the corona, mistreatments, vaccine injuries. There's, it's, it's a lot of things going out there, Father. But we know that through you we can find hope, and we thank you for being there for us. We ask for special blessings and protection on those that are out there like Dr. Pierre Corey, like Dr. Paul Merrick, Del Bigtree, many, many others that honestly want to take proper care of their patients and not see another one die, just as you do not wish that any be lost. So, Lord, we thank you again. We also ask for protection and and healing on all of those that may, as we speak, be injured by any of these cases uh, that we're speaking of. So, Lord, we just ask for your continued guidance and leadership on what we do here, and may our voices be heard, and may it be the truth that is heard around the world. And as we part ways, as usual, we ask, may every intent of our thought be pure. We ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again every Tuesday and Thursday on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless.